0: You are listening to audio from Redeemer Church in Midland, Texas. Redeemer Church is a gospel-centered missional family. If you would like to get more information or donate to this ministry, please visit www.redeemermidland.org. How many of y'all are happy to be at Church in the Park? How many of y'all are sitting in the sun and super excited that I chose the shortest parable in the Bible to preach this morning? Awesome. If you would, before we get started, everybody look this way. Everybody smile. I would just love to get one picture. One, two, three. Alright, two of you, we're not smiling, we'll get you next week. Uh, welcome to Redeemer Church in the Park. We normally meet at Midland Christian School, uh, but for the next three Sundays, they are going to be resurfacing all of the floors uh, in their facilities, so we will just move the party, move the church uh, to the park for today, uh, the 24th and the 31st, so I hope that you'll come uh, early. Uh, we've got breakfast burritos, orange juice and water, 8.30 every Sunday morning, and just so you know, we'll have a bunch of blankets, and you're free to move the blankets, you can and move the chairs if you want to find some shade. Uh, I know there's some shade over here that my family is in the, the bathroom, the carvers. Uh, enjoy the bathroom shade, enjoy the shade of the stage, the trees, whatever you want. Uh, find a chair, move it, and uh, we'll be excited to see you. Uh, we, we started a series last week that we're going to be uh, walking through uh, for the next three weeks for sure uh, called Parables in the Park. Uh, Jesus spent a lot of his time when he was teaching, uh, t- talking and teaching in parables, uh, if you're new to the Bible, a parable is a story that's made up uh, to illustrate something that is true. Uh, normally, it's something that uh, it's very normal to uh, to real life. It's very familiar to people. And it's used to illustrate something that's maybe not familiar. Uh, it's a known story that's used to illustrate something that is unknown. Uh, and uh, the parable that we're going to be looking at real quick this morning is in Matthew chapter 13. If you have a Bible or your device, you can go there. Matthew 13, 44. It's only one verse, two very short sentences. Uh, but honestly, what Jesus shares in here about the kingdom of heaven, uh, it's incredibly important. It's incredibly powerful for the short verses that it is. Uh, If you're in Matthew chapter 13, verse 44, say ready. Ready, ready. This is what Jesus, and this would have been a setting potentially much like this, probably outside, maybe warm and sunny, uh, people fanning themselves, animals running around, uh, children running around, and then Jesus was teaching to the masses, and oftentimes He would use a parable. And so this is the parable for today, the parable of the hidden treasure. Jesus says this, The kingdom of heaven is like... He wants to express something true about the kingdom of heaven that he was well familiar with because he claims that he came from there. And so this would have been an unknown thing to everyone else. Jesus wants to help people to connect the dots and to understand what the kingdom of heaven is like. So he's going to use a story that's knowable to help us understand something about the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and covered up and then in His joy In his joy, he goes and sells all that he has, and he buys that field. Uh, With Jesus' goal to express something about the kingdom of heaven, he uses this very simple story. Uh, So you can imagine there was a man, uh, maybe he was out working, maybe he was plowing a field, maybe he was just taking a lunch break and sitting underneath the shade of a tree, Uh, maybe throws his picnic blanket down, and he realizes the corner of this uh, little chest is sticking out, so he gets down on his hands and knees, and he begins to dig in the and he finds this big treasure chest full of the most valuable treasure you could imagine uh, gold, silver, uh, gasoline cards, you know, very expensive, very, very valuable things like it was so valuable but it was so so much there was jewels and rubies and diamonds and there was so much treasure in the chest he couldn't even pick it up put it in his pockets and take it away so he decides this is so valuable uh, that I am going to cover it back up so nobody finds it and I'm going to run home and I'm gonna liquidate everything I'm selling my house I'm selling my car uh, or in his you know in his situation maybe he's selling his chariot and his horses uh, he's selling all all of his belongings cashing everything everything out, liquidating so he can get enough money so he can go find the owner of the land, buy the land, And in giving all of his money away to buy this land, he actually gets something that's of much more value. That's the parable that Jesus shares. Uh, If Jesus were to tell that story in Midland, uh, maybe in 2022, if he were to show up for church in the park and he were to preach uh, and use a parable trying to help us to understand uh, what the kingdom of heaven is like, uh, it it may have sounded something like this. There was a man or a woman and they found oil. Right, they uh, maybe they were a geologist uh, and they ran some studies and they realized, "Oh my gosh, this plot of land just outside of Midland, there's just like under the surface there's just millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of oil and nobody else knows about it." Or how many of y'all grew up like me watching the Beverly Hillbillies? Do y'all remember? Listen to this story about a man named Jed. The poor mountain man barely kept his family fed, right? He's out, he's out rabbit hunting and he shoots a rabbit and up from the ground came what? A bubbling crude. So maybe it wasn't a geologist, maybe it was just an innocent little rabbit hunter and all of a sudden he finds out, oh my gosh, there's oil, plugs the hole. What would you do if that was you? If you just found a, a huge res- reservoir of oil underneath the land, you would probably go home, sell all your things, liquidate your assets, sell your house, sell your car, sell the dog, keep the kids, uh, get rid of the toys, like do everything that you can to get enough money to go to the courthouse to find out who owns the land, to buy the land, why? Because if if nobody else understood uh, what was going on, they would think maybe you're foolish to give absolutely everything in your life away for this piece of land, unless they realize you're actually getting something of infinite value more uh, in return. Uh, And that's the parable that Jesus shares. And, And so the truth the truths that we get from that parable are supposed to teach us something about, uh, really, about the kingdom of heaven and, and the worth that you get when you give all of your life to Jesus. We talk a lot at Redeemer um, about the cost of discipleship or the cost, what it's going to cost us uh, if we're going to follow Jesus, uh, mainly because Jesus talks about it very clearly. And so we need to know uh, that it's a it's a costly thing. Uh, but I think we need to share just as much the cost. Uh, we need to share loudly and with great joy what Jesus actually promises us if we give him everything. Uh, Jesus said some things like, uh, if you want to be a Christian, then you have to deny yourself. How many of you know that's pretty costly uh, to deny yourself, your hopes, your dreams, your desires, your flesh, deny yourself uh, to pick up your cross, uh, to be willing to suffer for Jesus, uh, to to deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. So like there's a high cost. The price tag for being a Christian is honestly uh, very high. Sacrifice ourselves, our desires, uh, plans for our own life, our thoughts, our opinions, our lusts, our wishes. Uh, We have to give up somewhat control of our life and maybe the future that we uh, thought that we wanted. We have to give up our efforts to try to earn God's favor or to save ourselves, and be willing to suffer for Jesus. I think those are the things that we can read into this story um, that we have to be willing to give up absolutely everything. But if the parable is teaching us something about the kingdom of heaven, what if you're if you truly count the cost of, of, for following Jesus, and you truly decide, you know what? I'm cashing everything in. I'm giving all of my life. To Jesus, then what do we get in return? What is the treasure that we actually find? Um, I, I know this, oftentimes when we give up our plans for our life, which seems very costly, uh, you get God's plans for your life in exchange. And they're much better than than yours could be. Like whatever preferred future we think, if we give that to God, then he gives us his plans for our life. uh, And that's much more better, uh, much more better. I struggle with words sometimes. Um, (laughs) You give Jesus your sin, uh, which is sometimes very difficult. You have to uh, overcome your own pride and be willing to uh, confess your sin to Jesus, but you get in return uh, forgiveness once and for all. When you give up control, and can we all agree, like we just don't have nearly, as much control of our lives as as we think, Um, but when you give up the idea that we actually can control our lives, can control our health, can control our relationships, our future, when we give up control, you actually get peace, the peace of Christ that God gives you uh, invades that space. Uh, When you repent, when you confess your sin, that's actually when you get freedom. That's when you get freedom from some of the sin that leaves us in bondage. Uh, When we're willing to suffer for Jesus, Jesus says that we will surely be rewarded, uh, that we will not lose our reward for anything that we give up for Jesus. Uh, If you give up your money, if you decide that you're going to take a generous position in life, uh, what you get from that, Jesus says it's more blessed to, What? To give than to receive. You actually become a conduit and that God uses you to bless a lot of people in your life. It's actually replaced with something better. So just by way of application, two quick options that we have, and I think we only have two options, uh, really two different ways to potentially live our lives. Uh, one is to try to hold on to everything, right? To try to hold on to our lives and our hopes and our uh, desires, our money, our sin, and we hold on to that trying to get something in life. And the other option is really to, to cash out and to, to liquidate everything, so to speak, uh, to give it to Jesus. And I've got story after story after story uh, of people who have tried to uh, keep everything, not willing to give all of their life to Jesus. And it's so ironic what that does uh, in trying to keep everything. And Jesus put it so clearly. Um, He said this in Matthew chapter 10. He says, whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. In the words of the parable, he's saying, if you're not willing to cash everything in and go all in on Jesus, he says, you're not worthy of me. He says, whoever finds his life will lose it, which means whoever is not willing to put all their chips in on Jesus, you're actually gonna try to control and find things in life and everything's gonna fall apart. I've got story after story after story of people in Midland who got what they wanted. They got all the money they could have dreamed of and their life is falling apart. Like they've got the relationships maybe on the surface that they dream, but something is wrong inside and it's causing uh, chaos. Uh, maybe they've worked so hard for uh, this public identity where people think, uh, think a certain thing about you and inside we're just so incredibly insecure. Um, Jesus says option one is really a dead-end road that if you're not willing to give up anything, you'll spend your life trying to get what we think we want only to end up empty and broken. That's option one. Option two is you truly take Jesus at his word for what he promised, um, that if you put everything in, and I love the phrase in this parable, he says, in his joy he goes and he sells all that he has and buys that field. That should be the description of the Christian life. Somebody that has found out, you know what? Uh, To deny myself, take up my cross and follow Jesus and to give him every part of my life, that's actually the path to meaning, to purpose, to hope, to peace, to blessing. And so in our joy, the cost of discipleship seems to be a very, very simple thing. Why? Because we believe that Jesus and the kingdom of heaven, it's a treasure that's worth anything in this world. That, that's what the parable uh, of this, uh, the hidden treasure means. Um. I don't remember who who said this, but I heard this years ago. Uh, the phrase was, if you if you try to get everything this world offers, uh, you just kind of aim at the world, uh, fame, uh, popularity, comfort, money, you, you're really going to get nothing. That's another way to rephrase what Jesus said in Matthew 13. But he says, if you aim at heaven, and if you cash everything in for Jesus, you actually get heaven and earth thrown in for free. That Jesus, he, he's the treasure that is, uh, that's worthy of everything. Um, anybody ever heard of a missionary named jim elliott I want to share this one quote from him, and then I'll turn you loose to the shade. Uh, Jim Elliott was a, was a young man, super passionate about Jesus. He was in His life was marked by incredible joy uh, because Jesus had changed his life. I mean, absolute overflowing with, with, with identity, with joy, with peace. And so him and four friends, uh, they uproot and they move to South America. They become missionaries to a very dangerous, cannibalistic, uh, murderous tribe. Uh, there was a movie, you may have seen this a few years ago, called The End of the Spear about his life. Uh, and some people were asking him why he was willing to pay such a high price. Why would he be willing to leave the comfort of the United States, to leave a steady income, to leave all of the things he left behind, uh, to serve Jesus, and eventually to be martyred for Jesus? Uh, and he said, uh, he said a phrase that has stuck with me for many, many years, and uh, I want to leave you with this this morning. Jim Elliott said, He is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep, to gain what he can never lose. He is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he can never lose. Matthew 10, verse 39. Whoever finds his life or tries with all their might to do what only God can do will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. That's Jesus' way of saying, when you give God your personal life your professional life your relational life your financial life i mean all of it like giving jesus half your life it's just it it doesn't work that way he wants he's kind of an all-or-nothing type savior so when you give him everything all of your net worth so to speak you actually get something infinitely more valuable in return Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. We thank you. I thank you that a very small uh, sentence and a very simple parable uh, has the power and the ability uh, to truly affect and to change our lives. Um, So God, I pray that you would open up our minds and our hearts to truly believe this. Uh, Father, in a culture that is uh, preaching something so very differently, uh, that money will give us meaning or that uh, comfort will um, give us all the things that we're longing for, that we can find our identity in anything outside of you. God, I pray that you would shake that out of us and that you would truly help us to believe uh, that the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that was hidden in the field and it's worth us cashing everything in, putting all of our chips on the table for Jesus. And God, I pray that you would help us to be a people that have a testimony about all of the things that you have given us in return. God, we believe that it is impossible to outgive you. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. And I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All God's people said. Amen. We've got one more song that we're going to sing together, uh, and then uh, we'll give you a couple of closing announcements here in a moment. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Church. If you want to connect with us at Redeemer, we would love for you to visit us at a service in person or visit us online at www.redeemermidland.org.